Welcome to the Going Rogue podcast, where we share the experiences of students and healthcare professionals, shedding light on mind, body, and spirit wellness mentality. Now, your host of the Going Rogue podcast, Monica Nazampur, Carlos Arula, and Nadia Shalwani. Hello, everyone. This is Monica here at the Going Rogue podcast, and I am here with my co-hosts, Nadia and Carlos. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast this week, where this is created by pharmacists and nutritionists, and we discuss experience while y'all listen in as professionals, just like you, go rogue for the better. We have a special guest today. His name is Diego Alarcon. Hey, Diego. Hello. (laughs) You said it well. I I had to semi-practice it in my mind. Um, Thanks for having, you know, thanks for coming and being our guest today. And as usual, Carlos is going to start us off with an amazing quote. All right. So this uh, week's quote is from Steve Jobs. uh, And it goes like this. Sometimes when you innovate, you make mistakes. It is best to admit them quickly and get moving uh, to the next innovation uh, or the other innovations by Steve Jobs. So um, we were talking about this with Diego uh, earlier this week, and he kind of mentioned how that quote um, is similar to some of the practices that he um, teaches or gives um, to the startups that he works with. Yeah, so actually um, when doing startups or um, any new kind of concepts or anything that hasn't existed before, you want to fail fast because you don't want to spend your time building something that no one's going to use or want. Um, so uh, we have a, a, a term called fail fast and we live by that. I love that. Yeah, it, I like that. It's nice that he's teaching us right away. Let's talk, let's talk about your background really sure. quick um, and then continue to enlighten us. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Um, so going back to my collegiate career, I studied entrepreneurship and product innovation um, and started a student managed investment portfolio. So I raised uh, with a crew of people, um, $100,000 from the endowment board at VCU, and we started um, a student-managed investment portfolio. So that's what I did during uh, college, and then I went on to uh, Deloitte Consulting, where I helped Fortune 50 um, executives uh, with their toughest problems. And then from there, I uh, left Deloitte, started my own business called Bypass. It was an app that lets you scan uh, items in the grocery store. Oh, and uh, and then, yeah, and then send a mobile nice. payment to the grocery store for those items. So I was, like, working a ton. Yeah. I didn't... I did not want to uh, waste my time in a grocery store, so I built this app as a solution for myself. <laughs> That's what innovators they do, do, right? They do it at Kroger. Yeah. yeah. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But going back, this is back like 2012, oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I was... Uh, it's like the, like the Target, like the scanner, like you can just like scan stuff. And but it was on the phone, yeah. Oh. Um, so this is like 2012. I was uh, a little too early with that idea. I guess I was too innovative. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so I was shutting that company down, and then um, the university where I went to um, called, well, not called me, I had a friend who was working there, and he said, hey, you remember all those things you were trying to do as a student? Because I tried to create uh, an incubator for startups at, at the university. I tried to create a fund to fund startups coming out of the university. And he said that, uh, you know, the leadership at the university was beginning to catch up with those ideas and uh, make it a strategic initiative. So they saw that I was, you know, on the bench just kind of, 
shutting your company down so I had time, right? Uh, so I went back and uh, and helped create this ecosystem for entrepreneurship at VCU, um, which is great. It was uh, very rewarding to give back, right? Like, yeah, whatever yeah. I did there, like, is impacting everyone that has graduated at the university since then. Um, and then I just... At one day, I got tired of uh, shoveling snow and cutting grass and raking leaves. So <laughs> I figured out where's the one place I can go where uh, I don't have to do any of that. So I moved to San Diego and luckily landed nice. at uh, at San Diego State University, uh, running the pre accelerator uh, for startups uh, at San Diego State University. Wow! And um, yeah, most recently I left there, and um, now I'm at TechStars, where we it's a worldwide network um, where we help entrepreneurs succeed and do more faster. Uh, and we really lead with a give first mentality. So we give uh, before we ask for anything. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm loving Techstars and uh, we're working. I'm working with a team um, focused on ecosystem development. So we go in to different cities and we create these ecosystems to help create entrepreneurs. And then once we create this base, then we come in and bring systems um, to help these entrepreneurs grow their businesses. In a, in a faster pace. Yeah. Right. Yep. So Beck, you're doing entrepreneurial like ecosystem development. Yeah. That's my, that's my current role. That's really cool. Cause I guess I wouldn't think of like as ecosystem, I wouldn't think of it like with entrepreneurship, but like the way you guys kind of played with the words, it's, I think he nice. had to explain it to me to like 10 the, times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of terminology, and I should dumb it down, but you know. Like, no, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool because like, it's kind of like a conversation starter. Be like, wait, mm. what do you mean ecosystem? But like. Well, yeah. And I also mention a lot of uh, terms because what I do is when I don't know anything, like I'll write it down and then go. Look yeah. It, right? So like. Yeah. You should be on you should Shark be teaching, Tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much it's like kind of my, my, my day-to-day job yeah. is almost like Shark Tank-ish in a way. Do you mind explaining yeah. um, for those who may not know, like, like what's, what is it to be an incubator? Like, what is that exactly? Yeah, so the term incubator and the term accelerator are today uh, used interchangeably. Interchangeably? Yeah, that word. Um but, you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, an incubator was basically like a co-working space where you go and you have all these systems that kind of make you look like a, a professional company. Mm. And um, and sometimes they may or may not have uh, programming that, to help you out as an entrepreneur or as a business. An accelerator is, uh, where, where I work at, is mentorship-based accelerator program. So not only do we pair you with mentors who can help you um, kind of just spur up a lot faster Mm -hmm. um but we also have programming to help you in areas where your business might need help and this is only in san diego no 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 no. techstars is is a worldwide network so we have accelerators all over the world um for for entrepreneurs and then we even help with um entrepreneurship programs which is innovating within a company so we have a lot of Mm. uh, corporate innovation programs as well wow that's awesome yeah are credited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Great. Awesome. Well, I also have another question. I'm like sure. super fascinated right now. Um, I know earlier we were talking about, so a lot of people nowadays, you know, they have a nine to five and some people are not satisfied with that. Yep. And some people are starting to look into more of developing a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So I know I've been, you know, some of my like coworkers or colleagues or whatnot are thinking about like passion projects turning Mm -hmm. into side hustles. And then some people are saying, you know, Oh, I want to do like a startup business Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I was wondering, is there a way, like, how can you, what's the difference between like side hustle and then like doing a startup? Like they are not one in the same, correct? Yeah. I think side hustle is what you do while you 
you still are employed. Right. And and this is like your, you know, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., like what Gary Vee talks about, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, that's the side hustle. And then your goal is eventually to get it into a startup um, where you go full time on it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you just, like, devote, like, a little bit of time to your side hustle, then as it grows and continuously yeah. grows. So, the side hustle is pre-startup. Okay. Yeah, pre-startup. Like, doing the research, like, yeah. you know, before I left Deloitte, I was, you know, doing 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., mm. um, yeah. researching the industry, seeing if there's an opportunity, making sure that the numbers make sense uh, before you dive in, and then trying to do some customer validation. Mm. Um, so, a big thing, talking about failing fast, right, is... Before you go and spend uh, a month to three months or even more years in, in a business, try to line up and validate your your solution with your customers. So try to get customers to pre-sign up. Um, Kickstarter is great for this, um, right? So then you kind of limit the time that you risk um, to make sure that it's, it's going to be a viable business. Wow. Probably time and money, right? Time and money, yeah. Do you have any kind of specific advice or examples of you seeing somebody going from a side hustle to an, a startup, like knowing when to kind of like what to weigh out, what options to weigh out to make sure that you're possibly making, you know, a good choice. You know, it's not always going to be a good choice. Like we're always going to mess up. We're always going to make uh, horrible yeah. decisions, but then learn from them. Yep. So I'm not saying exactly when should you know, but what kinds of things should they be asking themselves mm. to figure out like what's my next move and how close am I to a startup versus this still being a side hustle? Yeah, I think that really depends for everyone. Uh, it might be different, right? So for you, you have um, a certain amount of clients. So you might set a certain metric that you try to reach mm-hmm. that says, okay, if I reach this uh, metric, then I'm going, it, it's a signal to me that I should continue going and then be able to risk more. So for example, um, I'm trying to think back to, so Bypass, the company I spoke about earlier, one of the very first things I did was go to grocery stores and, um, and walk up and pitch people with a flyer. Of like, here's my app. Um, it's four ninety nine a month. Um, if you buy right now, I can get you to uh, bypass a line right now. And people will just hand me money. So if I, that was my metric. If I can get 20 people to hand me money right now mm-hmm. on the spot, yep. then boom, like I can get another yeah. 20 tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. That's what so, I did when I first started too. Oh, yeah, nice. I had to have a specific amount of clients for me to be like, okay, I'm going to drop this job and make sure this is something I can, because I had to support myself too. Nice. So oh, I had to like, write down what my- early. Yeah, because exactly, yeah. you have to know, like, how much, baby road. like, rent you have to pay, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, all the extra stuff um, you have to pay for, or what mm-hmm. you're responsible for. Yeah, you that down to first. live as an adult, too, exactly. right? So you have to have a, a safety net. Hopefully you're building yeah. that up. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes, you know, it's half of risk, too. There's a huge risk, but you mm-hmm. also, when you see some of the value in it, that risk is all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, like, I think one famous company that uh, people know that started as a side hustle was YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. YouTube was a side hustle, mm-hmm. and it didn't even. It wasn't even YouTube when it first started. It was a dating app uh, where you upload <laughs> a video. Yeah. Wow. Um, so talk about fail fast and the quote that you mentioned. Um, YouTube started. The founders um, built a, a dating website and where you can upload a video of yourself to talk about yourself. Uh-uh. But people. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there apps like that? There. Fail fast. Yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah, so they, they found out, though, that the platform that they built, people were using it, using it differently mm. than expected. So people weren't uploading videos of themselves. Mm. They were just uploading random videos. Yeah. So then they switched, uh, they switched the model and said, hey, we already built this platform. 
let's see if this will work. And now, you know, YouTube is mm-hmm. what it is today. Mm-hmm. It got bought out by Google. Nice. Yeah, they have one about Evite, too. Yep. Evite was very different before. And she didn't even know she was going to have a company like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you have any specific questions we got from the audience? Um, what was the scariest thing you've ever done business-wise? Business-wise? Well, <clears throat> it stems t- to quitting my safety net job at Deloitte. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Like, you have the golden handcuffs, like, you know, good salary, high visibility job, working with uh, very important people. And um, they, they, there's a term called the golden handcuffs, right? Like, it's 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 such a great job that you don't want to leave. So uh, leaving that and uh, risking basically all my savings for like the last seven years, right, to go in on bypass, and then eight months later, I'm like, no money, <laughs> like right, no job, <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm like, okay, where what I do now? So that was probably the uh, the scariest thing. But um, now I'm not scared anymore. Like yeah. I've just done it so much. Like you're not scared anymore. I don't you don't really. get like nervous or stressed. Nothing, no. It's just because once you, you, you do it so much, you've already had your back up against the wall yeah, and you exactly. got back up. Already, yeah, and twice you're just like, I'm gonna do this shit again. Yeah, this is my <laughs> yeah. third time, right? Yeah, this is my right. third time. So it's like, it's just keep learning and learning and learning. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, cool. just so everyone listening, uh, your first side hustle is not gonna work or <laughs> <laughs> straight up. There's a huge learning curve. Like, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it. it, it Hopefully it works for you, but you know Mark Zuckerberg did not. Facebook was not Mark Zuckerberg's first business; it was like his fifth or sixth business, right? So, yeah. um, it takes practice. It's a craft, and um, you have to get good at it. Yeah, because I mean, there could be a small chance that someone gets it right the first time. A small mm-hmm. chance, however, basically what you're trying to say is keep in mind not to have expectations of it to work and get too crazy about that one project only, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to kind of see like what you did, very different things, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. yep. And now you're helping other people say, hey, you know what? Don't just focus on one thing. There's so much other, so many other things that you can do or become more of an expert with that one thing that you're good at, right? Mm -hmm. So that's probably what you guys do to, um, with all the tools that you guys provide, right? Yeah. Well, in in the tech startup space, there's a lot of um, emphasis on experimentation. Yeah. Okay. Right. So there's a quote. um, I don't even know who, where I got this quote or even even if I made it up, but um, it's (laughs) that every problem has a solution but not every solution has a customer. Mm. And what that means is that um, your customer might not, they, they, they need the solution to be in a certain way for it to be like this, this thing that just hyperly grows, mm-hmm. right? So you have to, sometimes you might have to test different solutions to one problem to see what is the right problem that makes this a viable business right. that uh, you, where you can acquire customers at exponential scale and things of that nature. So yeah. Albert Einstein said, take 55 minutes to figure mm-hmm. out what it is to solve that problem yeah. and take the last five minutes to actually create it. Yep. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I spend a lot of my time just like doing things that seem, um, counterintuitive. And then I'll spend like the last few minutes just kind of designing the solution. Yeah. Have y'all seen the Bill Gates documentary? Not yet, mm-hmm. no. So, what this, uh, channel? Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. So, he actually has uh, weeks called Think Weeks. He goes out to like this cabin by himself for a week and he just gets all these books and articles or whatever he needs, like tools he needs in that set on those seven days just to create. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, brainstorm, create, come up with different ideas, look at different because you have to build on what's already been done too. That's working smarter, not harder, right? So yeah. whatever's already out there, go figure out what's worked for them and then build off of that. So mm-hmm. he does all of that in like a week and he just 
takes those weeks out when he needs to create. Yeah. yeah. I want to piggyback off of what Nadia is saying and kind of ask, um, like, as you help others grow, like, mm-hmm. you know, business-wise, financially, how do you stay consistent with yourself? Like, what do you do for yourself to stay sharp, to make sure that what you're providing, like, your services and mm-hmm. your company or even yourself, how do you stay within yourself, like, mindful? Um, you mean as far as, like, self-development and continue doing yeah, things? Yeah, exactly. I do? Yeah, I mean, so um, it's very inspiring to, it's inspiring to work with all these people. Um, so... You know, I'm a practitioner at what I do, right? So I'm not only giving advice, but I practice what I preach for myself. So I have side hustles. I um, I always stay, you know, motivated. If you go on my Twitter, I have a quote on there. It's always building something. Like, mm-hmm. even if, even when I, it seems that I'm, like, working very hard at my day job, I'm still, like, mm-hmm. having a side hustle. Um, and I just need an outlet. Um, I'm very creative. So I just need, always need an outlet to kind of express myself. How do you do that? Um, well, I taught myself uh, design and user experience design, right? So sometimes I might just come up with an idea for an app and I'll just design the whole thing and prototype it. Um, and then if I really care about it, then I'll launch it to see if it people works. use it yeah. or it'll work, right? But you plant a seed every time they come up with an idea? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I write down like the concept, cool. the main structure of it, what I'm thinking, and then maybe some designs. And then sometimes, like, you, you might be too ahead or you might see that the market isn't ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. So you just shelf it, that idea. And actually, Twitter came out like that. So Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, um, came up with his idea uh, for Twitter when he was, I think, 15, 14 or 15 years old. Uh, but at the time, there was no iPhone. Mm-hmm. The, the closest thing we had to iPhone was, like, the older Blackberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he tried to launch it. No one used it. He put it on the shelf. And then it just happens that the environment was right for uh, for him to launch that business 10 years later. So I actually think that Bypass is a business that I can re- I can try and rekindle today because now we have the technology, grocery stores, um, the the corporate arm of, of grocery stores now see Amazon, but Whole Foods, so now they're scrambling. Like, how are they going to compete with Amazon, right. which is a tech-based company, right? So my solution could, it could be a perfect fit for them right now. Yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So, okay, so I'm glad you asked that. What I was curious about personally was, so having a startup and then having a side hustle, but when you have a side hustle, you're not all in, obviously you're doing after hours. Mm-hmm. That takes your, up your entire damn life. I've been there. It does, yeah. So I want to ask you, oh. <laughs> since you're still in the middle of all, you're still having side hustles, you, mm-hmm. you know, back to back, and you still have a permanent job. So that just means that your plate's full continuously because you chose it to be, right? Yep. Okay, so since you chose it to be, you're not, I feel like you come up with a routine already, right? You have a routine Mm -hmm. on how to balance that. So if you can give the audience any kind of tips or tricks to be able Mm -hmm. to, you know, stay focused, but also stay like alive and not go crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so um, every week, well, for the year, first I try to plan my goals for the year, and then that breaks down into I, I work backwards. Goal planning? Yeah, goal planning. How so important is that? It's what keeps me sane year yes. to year, mm-hmm. um, and it keeps me driving towards what, what mm-hmm. the North Star is. Um, and then I work backwards to how how does that break down week to week? Um, so I'll say, so from the yearly goal, I'll set the quarterly goals, yeah. and then from there I know this month this has to get done for next month to be fruitful. Um, and then that breaks down into a weekly uh, calendar. So – I make sure to uh, add in like cardio in the morning, um, meditation in the after, in like midday, right, right at lunch, mm-hmm. and then maybe another workout in the afternoon. 
And then Friday nights, I try to block out, like Friday nights and Saturday, I try to block out for like going out or, you know, going out to eat, hanging out with friends, going, you know, on a hike or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But work just always seems to find a way in (laughs) (laughs) at some some point on Friday and Saturday. So it's it's a trade-off and it's, uh, I mean, you know, you got to get stuff done. Yeah. Planning really does help, though. Yeah. You know, like setting goals and telling yourself, hey, you're not going to go crazy. You know, set some time apart. Yeah, there's going to be some nights where you have to choose work over friends. Mm -hmm. But as long as you have the intention of doing that and balancing it, I think it definitely can work. But you're also saying, too, you got to maintain your self-development, too, like the meditation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's super valuable, you know? Uh, For me, it is because my mind's always going. Yeah. And I need need it to, like, just calm down. And then it helps me refocus. Like, mm-hmm. like sometimes I might I might be stuck on something. Like sometimes I'll just work for like three days straight mm-hmm. without going. It's like when I get into designing, um, I just start mapping out workflows, and I'm just like I get so caught into it that um, I just need to to stop. Yeah, some of the best ideas come from downtime. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of business owners talk about that. I know I was listening to a podcast on um, the the creators of Instagram. Yep. And they were talking about how he came up with his filter idea while he was on vacation. And like, mm-hmm. but, it, but prior to that, they were going crazy about what should we do next? What's our next big idea? Um, and filter did all of that. Yeah. Filtering. So, yeah, I think d- we all talked about like gratitude mm-hmm. last week, too. That's a form of a meditation, I believe, too. So we talked about how much all of that yeah. impacts us. But meditation, gratitude, journaling, all of that really does just regroup all the shit that's in your head yeah. and like lines it up. I do that too yeah. uh, in the morning. So that's part of my morning routine before I go uh, do cardio. I uh, I do journaling and I uh, and I write down three things that I'm grateful for that day. What three things are you grateful for today? Uh, being on a podcast. <laughs> my, first, my first one with going you guys. Uh, going rogue. Visiting uh, Carlos. And for breathing. <laughs> Another day. Yeah. Love it. That's that's nice. What's the one thing um, you wish you had known when you were starting out, like in the beginning of your career and whatnot? If someone could, if you could just like have one thing out of all the stuff that you've learned along the way, what was Mm -hmm. the one that impacted you the most that you you could tell our audience? Um, I should have started networking a lot more earlier. Um, I was so focused on just trying to get things done that I didn't realize that there are people who have already tried to do what I do mm-hmm. and um, that they can give me all the shortcuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So go, if something, if you think something's going to take a year, you can probably get it, get it done in a month because wow. somebody can already done it and can just yeah. give you the whole, the whole playbook. hundred percent. So <laughs> I, you know, had that experience recently and I've been going to one million cups. I think I told y'all about that. Mm-hmm. So I've been going there very, do you know what that is? Okay, awesome. So I go to the Frisco chapter. I started at the Addison one, and I've been going consistently each week. Every time I go, I come out with a, well, some, okay, some I met somebody, or they gave me some sort of, like, idea or clue to my mm. next move, right? Or, like, yeah, a yeah. tool. Just like meeting you, you all, you showed me, like, two apps that blew my mind that I didn't even mm. know existed, and I've been searching for something like that. Cause, yeah. And then we started talking about how there's so many tools out there. It's all about 
someone with an expertise, like expert background with mm-hmm. you, like, okay, this tool match what she does or this tool match what this person does for their mm-hmm. business. Yep. So it's very important to talk to so many people because they might have some sort of idea in their head or mm-hmm. something that they've seen in the past or their friends are doing to yep. be able to help that one person just by networking. Exactly. That's yeah. it. It's just blew my mind. <laughs> That's crazy. I think too, um, networking would help like people that are looking for jobs too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking a lot of people, um, whenever they're looking for a job, they may stay on the same course of just Mm kind of just applying, applying to different jobs and Mm -hmm. not networking, meeting people, meeting people that could possibly. Yeah. I mean, the best way, for example, to get into like consulting is through networking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that we're saying this, but I had to learn the hard way. I had to make the time for networking. A lot of my time was just on clients. It was Mm -hmm. just you know, my business and that's it. And then my life. And then I didn't, what I had to understand was that is part of business, right? That's part of my life because I do work by myself. So if there's a lot of, there are anyone out there that's like, you know, working by themselves. Um, there, I mean, it's a huge, there's a huge, um, benefit of, you know, working at different co-working spaces Mm -hmm. or just going to networking events because you literally work by yourself. You have no one else you're talking to every day. Um, so there could, there's a huge benefit just being around people, like-minded people, you know, they're reaching for the stars that could Mm -hmm. definitely help you out with something. Cause I'm not tech savvy. I never thought I was going to run a business, but I'm a great coach. As soon as I started a business, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) So it just like hit me in the face. Yeah. yeah. It's like a a buzz hit me. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'm just been dragging it. And then I, you know, I had a business coach and I was like, Oh wow, this is completely different. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I usually call my life a beautiful shit show because nice. I love what I do. Um, but shit. But I like how you say it though because yeah. I think a lot of times the media might glorify or uh, entrepreneurship and being a business owner, oh, yeah. but they don't teach you the like the truth. Mm-hmm. What's like a common myth that you think um, comes out, you know, in, the, in media when it comes to entrepreneurship? I mean, that it's easy, right? So like, it's just so glorified now. And then after that, the Facebook movie, mm-hmm. uh, the social network, it's like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. But like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Like, too. yeah, that movie. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it just seems so easy when you watch somebody else do it on the screen. But you don't you don't know or when you even hear about an entrepreneur like creating a business or raising money or selling a business, uh, it probably took him eight years to do that. Like people yeah. only see those six months of like. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? The ones that are running a business and. Um, they're, you know, hopping on it. I'm, pr- you know, everyone has ambitions. They, they have all that. But when they start seeing other people's success mm-hmm. and they compare themselves to, oh, sh- you know, they're getting everything right. Then they start to, they, their expectations of hitting rock bottom, like kind of goes under the rug. So when they mm-hmm. hit rock bottom, they're going through some shit. They're like, oh my God, how do I handle this? Yep. They weren't really ready for it because it's not, that's not shown everywhere. Not that's everyone that's knows how you actually end up feeling and what, risks you actually have to take Mm -hmm. what kind of exhaustion it takes you through while running a business um or having clients and customers there's an image called uh, the trough of sorrow Mm -hmm. and um it basically shows the entrepreneurial journey where like at the beginning right you're just normal and then you get this idea and you go like up here and then reality sets in and then boom Mm -hmm. and then it, it is just like a huge trough of sorrow yeah like you like the journey to success it's not a straight path reading it And then going through it, <laughs> yeah. two different, different two different worlds. Yeah, but one thing yeah. I want to touch on is that, um, you know, earlier you talked about some tools that I showed you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm, I'm very, 
I'm very uh, happy for the future of entrepreneurship because um, technology has come so far mm-hmm. that sometimes you might not even need a, a developer anymore to launch a, a large business. Oh, wow. There are a lot of uh, uh, new startups like venture back growth startups that are raising money um, that are building their products without tool without developers. They're basically code free tools. Some of the ones I showed you yesterday. Um, but there's like Shopify if you want to start an online store. Yeah, for or like drop like, shipping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah, even have digital products on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then so they have like CRM platforms now that all of, they have everything in one. There's you tools, can yeah, buy on yeah. there. You can you know just do newsletters on there, and then mm-hmm. you can do free memberships on there, paid memberships on there. Yep. Yeah. yeah so. Um, I, I want to say that to encourage anyone that does want to start a side hustle, just do it. Like, there's literally I love zero it. excuse. There's like, yeah. you don't need a developer anymore to, to just test it and validate it mm-hmm. and then get some customers going through the door so you can pay a developer to build a custom app. So what I teach, um, you know, for example, uh, collegiate entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, people who want to start a business who are still in college is build your product on using code-free tools, validate the product, get your customers, and then raise get enough money through paying customers to then build your custom solution because then you'll know what you have to build. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of businesses fail because they build the wrong product, to the, which yeah. goes to my, the quote that I mentioned uh, at the very beginning. Wow, that's that's really impactful to say something like that, especially in like the current job market climate for certain um, industries and whatnot. Some students, they, you know, graduate, you know, out of school, they're like in all this debt and then yep. they can't get a job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, hearing something like that, it may kind of create some sort of hope or some sort of positivity in, in like the young minds or like the young, you know, even um, the old professionals. Minds. Well, yeah, them too. <laughs> <laughs> get those cherries the in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have you read lately? <sighs> lately, I have not. I, so now or I'm at a point, past. I'm at a point where um, I only, read and learn when i need to do, get something done um but i mean just some books that have helped me is um talking to humans so this is how to do um it's a short book like you can read it in half an hour mm-hmm. but it teaches you how to talk um how to discover problems and um for you to uh, from people and then so you can potentially build the right solution for them okay um so how to do customer discovery um and then the four hour work week is uh, I'm sure you, mm-hmm. have you guys heard about that book? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real good book um, and it's real practical and it, it will help um, for people that, who are trying to go rogue and still might still have a job. Um, it teaches you how to automate things mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, so that's always a good book. Um, There's a the an odd animated thing with that book on YouTube if y'all want to watch like pictures and stuff. It helped yeah. me. Four hour work. Yeah. Like walks you through. It, yeah, it walks you through it. Like. Oh, you read it? I was going to recommend the book to you. I didn't know if you I read it, but I also watched it. Nice. <laughs> like, it's on YouTube. Someone animated it. It's oh, really cool. Nice, nice. Uh, it was, oh, that's kind of nice. That's how I was just giving a little, like, if y'all don't yeah. end up reading it, you just watch the YouTube video, too. It really did help. Yeah. But I wa- read it first. Nice. Audiobooks are yeah. my favorite. Well, no, it's like with pictures. <laughs> so it was really cool. Because <laughs> I I'm, usually, know you I'm, usually, <laughs> I'm usually reading books, like, always reading them. It's just nice to see. Yeah, something someone drawing it out. That's what I love about. That's actually what I miss about college, is going to um, lectures. I don't miss it at all. I don't know why. I I've love, always yeah, no, out. yeah. I always, yeah. I always drop in on like uh, professors and co- and college courses. Mm-hmm. You got to stay up to date. I was a teacher's mm-hmm. pet. I was right in the front. I was in the <laughs> right in the front, and as soon as we were done, I'd be like, "Hey, where's our next like 
tutor session because I need to come and review everything we just talked about. Because when I go home, I'm going to forget what you just taught me. You know what I'm saying? That's good. We all learn different ways. Well, of course, you know? we're all Ready. different. I know some people that would skip every lecture and got like A's. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. We created a system. Yeah. Yeah. We had an underground system in pharmacy school. Uh, oh, yeah. snap. Yeah. I was, uh, wow. Okay. Was to, uh, What's that? Is that, is that how you went rogue in college? Totes went rogue. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, that's good. So what, how, how much time do we have left? We just have a few minutes left. Yeah. Um, Y'all want to end off with some personal questions? You, you, do you have something that you came up with yourself that you would like to? You I know? have a question. Yeah, sure. go for it. So do you know your zodiac sign? <laughs> <laughs> um, When's your birthday? <laughs> let's see if she remembers. Oh. Uh, Ooh, oh. On the spot. I, yeah, wait, you tell me? I know. <laughs> you saw my driver's license last night. Why did you look at his driver's license? Because um, she had a question. <laughs> something 84. <laughs> That means nothing to I'm, me. I was born in October. October so what? Scorpio, 26. He's a Scorpio? That's why. It makes I a lot of it. sense now. Scorpio and Prince. Both of you guys are. Yeah, they're Scorpio. both Scorps. What is it? Oh. I understand. You're Scorpios. a water sign. You're super oh. intense. You're super ambitious. It makes a lot of sense now. I'm intense? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that at this conversation? I can, yeah. She can sense energy. Oh, That's why she asked you about your sign. Yeah, 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 it's passion. Yeah. The physics about how... Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, in depth. Totes. Nah, but Diego, thank you so much for you know expanding our minds and others' minds yeah, no today. And yeah, you're always welcome back for sure. Yeah, Thanks. for sure. Do you have any um, last minute maybe tips, tricks, tools for anyone that's broken to trying to start a side hustle <laughs> or a business where they can like go get some free resources. help online? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, uh, that's the word I was looking for. What's that? Resources. Resources. <laughs> Man, there's so many now on the internet. Um, what do you, because they, What's yours? they, have, yeah, so they have to be credited and, you know, things that actually make sense. What have, what's worked for you? So if you want to do a tech, uh, a tech startup, um, go on the Techstars website. There's, um, there's an entrepreneur's resource kit on our website. Um, Google that. Um, but there are um, communities popping up in every city. So go identify, go on Meetup, identify your uh, oh, I love startup, startup commu uh, community. Um, if you want to go the startup route, right? There's different communities for different uh, genres of business. Mm -hmm. You so can even make yours. So I make, make your, your own. own. So I started one for I did nutrition and fitness Q and A mm -hmm. for business owners. So I start a webinar once a month, and all these business owners just join, and we just do free Q and As every week. Um, nice. And you know, yeah. So they'll come ask me questions post. You know, they'll have mm -hmm. all my information. So that can create leads, but not only that, networking base. Um, mm -hmm. Even getting to know other business owners and see how they can help you. you know? Yeah. So one, one, one word of caution for everyone is uh, when you start researching for resources, you're gonna find a lot, a thousand gurus. Yeah. All right. A lot of these dudes are not yeah. even Fake. gurus. They're can you, like, how can you tell the difference? They're like ten years old, <laughs> like trying to tell me about like. <laughs> Right, like, how to manage what? stress? Like chill. Like, like what I don't, kind I don't, of stress I, do they have? I don't even. I don't even <laughs> consider myself a guru. So like, Ugh. so um, just you know, make sure that you're uh, learning from the right people. But um, no, I think everyone should go rogue. I think yeah. <laughs> I, I think going back to that when you're amazing. when you're talking to somebody, asking someone for advice, yeah. find out their credentials, their background, what you know, their experiences, what they what they have to show for it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're taking random yeah advice from 10 year olds yeah. yeah where can people you know if people professional people or whoever if they want to follow you on social media where can mm -hmm. they find you 
so my website is UX Entrepreneur. If you go on it today, it's going to be different tomorrow because I'm <laughs> redesigning it. But um, UX Entrepreneur, and then that'll link out to uh, all my social pages. And then I'm on Twitter at UX Entrepreneur. Um, I don't tweet, but uh, I do check my DMs. <laughs> I do. I do Slide check my into DMs. Into those DMs, everyone. Yeah, definitely. And then also on Instagram, UX Entrepreneur. I just created a, a more professional uh, page. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna follow you. Please follow me back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to leave off with, or are we? We're good to sign off. Yeah, uh, appreciate. We can hang up now. Just um, (laughs) wait. wait, wait, I want to say something. Like seriously, like look, uh, industries are changing and being disrupted. There's a lot of automation. There's um, a lot of change happening, and you want to be at the forefront of that. So you literally have to go rogue today, (laughs) like right now. He's basically saying just do it. Yeah, don't think do about it, it right don't yeah. sit on it nike you're gonna sit on it someone's gonna do it someone's that that's less you know certified or i have a quote for that if you if it. you would have just did it you would have already done it boom oh wow. simple that. but and so we're, powerful we're <laughs> yeah. Say that again. yeah yeah if you would have already did it you would have already done it i think that's i think you quite, I, I, think think it's easy. <laughs> I can't say it five times in a row it's not it's not one of those oh all right all right well we're gonna sign off now Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode. Thank you again, Diego, for giving us all that. Subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and more. 